This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning. Welcome to Community Connection. This week we are kicking off a series where we are talking to village mayors or presidents. We want to find out what's going on with them, what's happened during the year, what their highlights are. And so um, this morning we have the village of Chilton, Billy Weir with us. Welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you doing? We are doing great, and we are so happy to have you with us. I haven't had an opportunity to interview you, and so I know when you came on board, you stepped into some really big shoes of someone who had been there for a long time. Well, I've been with the village since 1989. I've only been mayor for seven months. Dave Phillips, uh, the past mayor, retired, and and, uh, they appointed me mayor. Well, congratulations on that. I I, I know that um, being with the village for a long time and being from that area, I know you have a heart and passion for that. So we'll jump into that conversation in just a second. Um, but I want to start with, so so tell me, so you just said how long you've been in the position. We've got that one answered. What made you decide to get into politics? Uh, easiest thing to say, is it was a, I felt it was a positive way to uh, help the community out uh, prior to to being mayor is also volunteer firefighter is also a volunteer ambulance attendant. So uh, I was just totally involved in the community, haunted houses, all the stuff that used to go on back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, I think that you and I discovered that we were probably in school at the same time. So I, I definitely know what you're saying when you say back in the day. And, you know, I'm really proud to see people wanting to step into political roles. And so congratulations to you and thank you for being willing to do that. I know it's not always easy. So for our audience, tell us about the village of Tilton. Well, actually the easiest way for me to tell you about the Tilton is, is that it's a peaceful community, uh, working class. We've updated our police department. So we have a pretty secure community also. And the best part about Tilton is, is that the neighbors help neighbors. So if you have a problem, it's, it's no issue to get it resolved with help from people around you. Mm-hmm. That's good to hear. Um, we can always use good neighbors. So when you're thinking about highlights and thinking over this past year, and again, you've only been in, you haven't been in this position a whole year, but you've obviously been there. What are some highlights from the year for Tilton? Uh, some of the highlights, well, I'd have to say uh, development, development. Uh, We've kind of formed some good partnerships with businesses in the area to help us uh, further our developments. Um, So driving down Route 1, I actually grew up on Don Avenue, so south of the Ross Lane area, Murray Clark Road area. And one of the things that people were always hoping was that a target would come there. So I noticed (laughs) you didn't get a target, but you've certainly got a lot of businesses. Yeah, well, we're we're. We're constantly trying to get people to come here. That's where hooking up and creating partnerships with our businesses because they have a farther outreach than what we do because mm-hmm. they know people and stuff like that. So basically what I'd like to say is that we're advancing, but we're staying rooted and our community is very supporting on what we do. So. 
Good. Well, let's take our first break and then we'll come back and continue the conversation. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Community Connection. Today we have Billy Weir with us. He's with the Village of Tilton, and he is um, hasn't been on the job for quite a whole year, but definitely has been in the city of Tilton. Probably, were you born there, Billy? Well, technically I was born in Danville, but I was raised in Tilton. 62 okay. years here, so. All right. So, uh, yeah, a, a lot of time in Tilton and, and some really cool things that have happened. So, of course, that was kind of my old stomping ground, too, having grown up in South Danville. And, you know, a lot has changed. You think about, um, you know, the overpass area, how that's changed, um, the ballpark area. That's kind of stayed the same, but it's also grown, too. Tell us about some of the different um, things that have taken place. Well, you already mentioned the overpasses, so we don't have to worry about railroad traffic no more. The ballpark, uh, right now, we're in the middle of a $21 million uh, rebuilding our sewer sanitary sewer system uh, at the plant. We're re-overhauling the whole system, plus we're adding lines, pump stations, and that. Uh, we've hired a part-time engineer to help assist in road maintenance and that to where instead of doing just seal coat, we're also applying asphalt to try to preserve the roads better, which means the less they fall apart, the less we have to spend on them. Police department, we are now up to a full-time police department, whereas before we only had part-time, uh, three part-time, and the rest was covered by part-time. Ambulance service, we have three or four full-time members of the ambulance service now. We're trying desperately to head that way to where the ambulance service is full-time. So, like I said, we're trying to build and try to progress in a positive way to where uh, we create a great community for people that want to live here. Um, so going back to the Route 1 project, so growing up, you know, that that used to be, of course, they had the big pond back there in some different areas. Um, tell me about all the development that's going on in that quadrant. Well, right now we, we're working with three developers. We're working with three entrepreneurs, three landowners. And right now we're making some progress. Everybody knows Culver's is coming in, but uh, there was some technical difficulties getting them to build instantly. But we're getting that all resolved. Uh, we have Longview Banks being built right now. If anybody's been on Route 1 lately, that's what that building is going up. They're in the process of trying to get a restaurant. Longview Bank is trying to get a restaurant moved in by them, a family restaurant. Uh, we have... A young couple from Champaign, they're entrepreneurs, they're wanting to build like a mini strip mall, but they're wanting to try the solar field aspect to it to offset the cost of rental and stuff for the buildings. So we've come in with, we've come in with uh, two intergovernmental agreements, one with Danville Township and one with Westville Sanitary District because we've expanded enough that we're into the Westville Sanitary District but Danville Township would also like to utilize our zoning to help them in what gets built and what you know, how things get set up within our one and a half mile boundary. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I, I know I was really glad to see Big R, and I know it's not Big R now. I'm trying to think of the name of it, but I was really glad to see them keep progressing because I, I was kind of worried about that for a second. Well, the sign on us, R, RP Home and Harvest. Yes. The company that bought them out is named Runnings. And from what I've seen on the Internet, uh, they seem to be a pretty good size corporation. Uh, they're going to offer more clothing line, and they still offer. It's still it's a uh, be like the big R setup. Mm-hmm. So, Billy, do you remember way back in the day um, when there used to be a donut <laughs> shop? Southtown. Southtown. Uh, right across from Mike's Grill. Remember that donut shop that used to be there? No, because really, to be honest with you, we never ate that much, that many donuts when I was a kid growing up. So, well, you don't know what you were missing. So it was great. I do. I missed it. I do remember the par three putt putt golf course. though. remember the par three that was down the road from them, right Um, by where Toyota is now. You know what? I don't. I remember something being behind the the church area on maybe King Street. Was it? I remember something being back there. Uh, Part three was down there. Then you had the Skyway Theater, Moot Drive-In mm-hmm. Theater. Uh, There's a lot of stuff that I don't remember that I've been told about. I faintly remember going to it, but uh, mm-hmm. the old mayor, Bob Jones, uh, he, yep. he used to work at a spaghetti shop there on 14th Street. Then, So, yeah, we've had some setbacks. Mm-hmm. But we keep marching forward, and keep I think now you. I think now we're in a better position than what, the times that we're talking about. <laughs> right. So, uh, talk about the whole lamplighter area, and I, I know that that's not there. What What's the? Are there plans for that, or is that uh, something that's being worked on? Yes, the lamplighter area is owned by two different people. Uh, the lamplighter is owned by one individual, and then where the old trailer cart is owned by another individual and the two of them are trying to come up with a number to uh, where they can be uh, compared about the same. So that way there, when someone comes in and mm-hmm. looking for property, we can send them that way and they can purchase both pieces instead of playing uh, the game of this guy wants one thing, this guy wants another. Right. Okay. Well, that's a good plan. Um, you know, something else, Billy, I noticed, so I've, I've been to Lupita's a couple times in the last few months, and just sitting in that restaurant and looking at the park, the park is, you know, you guys have really spiffed that up. That's a, that's a pretty cool park. The, what, you're talking about the ballpark? You're talking about Thomas Park? Thomas Park. And we're going to keep going. Uh, we have some new members on the board, and they wanted to have more community events. So now we have, uh, I'm going to call it like uh, Sounds of Summer. Mm-hmm. Not every other week they have a band come in. Well, in the process, instead of trying to get a hold of food trucks and set dates for food trucks, we build a concession stand. We actually have people come in. They cook, uh, they cook uh, barbecue, Polish, chicken. So people can go there and have supper if they want to. And mm-hmm. listen to music. Well, we just purchased a house to the west of the park, so we can, and we're going to keep trying to expand that park further and further. What okay. we'd like to have someday is a water park. Mm, that'd be great. That would be great, and definitely, you know, help the south part of the county uh, for sure. Um, so, 
let's talk about the other ballpark. You said that a lot of money is being invested there. Tell me about something that I've read a couple of times is the the um, oh the the RV area where you can drive the four wheelers. Tell me about yeah. that. Well, uh, Dave Phillips uh, came up with the idea to utilize the ballpark. Uh, as kids, we used to run around down there shooting twenty two and all that. So <laughs> the tra- well, the trails were already laid out. Well, what happened was we had a corporation come in here wanting to do some logging. Well, they had to create the paths to get to the trees that they had selected. So we just utilized those and turned it into an ATV park because around here, I think the Badlands over in Indiana was the closest you could get to. And what we found out is by putting that in the ballpark woods, we have people coming from Michigan, Wisconsin, Missouri, Indiana, Thing of it is, we have an RT park that actually goes through the woods. All other RTV parks are out in the wide open spaces. So ours actually takes you through the woods, up and down the hills. You get to see wildlife, things like that. And people really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think it's a great idea and a great use of the space. Um, you know, the ballparks have always been been kind of special to me. I remember trying to play baseball there, but I was a girl and back in the day, they <laughs> girls couldn't play baseball. So I just show up and catch foul balls basically. But I, I loved hanging out around there and, and watching the games and, you know, to see it continue to grow. I just think that's a, a great tribute to your city. Well, one of the main things we put back in there, we have a, we have a gun range back there for the police services around here. So a lot of the state police, city, county, municipalities, they come here to qualify in uh, rifle marksmanship, pistol, because there's really nowhere around here for them to go close anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, that's great. That's why a lot of times people south Danville hear a lot of gunfire. okay well i didn't realize that you had a firing range back there so hey let's take our last break and then we'll come back and we'll finish talking about the village of tilton we'll be right back Welcome back to the final segment of Community Connection this morning. We have Billy Weir with us from Tilton, and he's telling us all about the city, some good things that are going on, and and I'm getting to kind of revisit the past, talking about Tilton and some of the different things going on there. So, Billy, when you think about the town, like um, when I worked at DAC, I used to tell people, you know, some of the best-kept secrets, I think, is this program that's going on at DAC. So when you think about Tilton, what are some of the best-kept secrets that you can share? Well, one happens to be that we don't assess a real estate tax. Uh, it, it surprises a lot of people, but our village runs off sales tax. So that's one of the big, and the other thing is the willingness of our citizens to help the local government. Anytime we have a problem, uh, if we have to institute a bill for like our sewer plant, uh, it was an EPA loan. The EPA required that we show the funding to be able to pay that loan back. To do that, we had to have a sewer bill and the people uh, welcomed it, knowing that somewhere in the future that how we've always operated, as long as our finances are good, the bill will disappear. So that's some of the best kept secrets here. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's a big trust issue, too. And, uh, you know, what you were saying about the friendliness of your town and the willingness to pitch in and help, I think that's just a testament to that as well. So what about um, what what are so what's your future look like? Any immediate plans or changes that we haven't talked about already? Well, I'll be honest with you, the future is going to take care of itself. I mean, mm-hmm. we can't plan, we can't actually plan for the future. And I touched on earlier that we've been working with business partnerships to try to get, and they're helping us bring more people in here. Uh, we are getting ready to sign an agreement with Danville to become part of the Enterprise Zone. We're also creating our fifth TIF district here in Tilton to help bring people in. Uh, like I said before, we've signed them intergovernment agreements with Danville Township. Westville Sanitary District. So as far as change or plans, the, I think the big change is that we're pushing forward with the development side of it. Yep, I can definitely see that. I can, you know, see the different things that you guys are adding and you keep adding and it just continues to grow. So if we're coming down on Gilbert Street, where kind of where does Tilton start at? Yeah, it actually, technically it starts right I guess we could sit there and say when you hit the bridge to mm-hmm. go over the railroad track, it basically starts right there. Because as soon as you go over the hill, there's a sign there that says, Welcome to Tilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, you grew up in Southtown, so Parker Street is the line. Okay. So east of Parker Street is Southtown, west of Parker Street, Tilton. It cuts across. We got two or three places over there around the Ninth Street area. Back along 74, where you come across that old walk bridge. Mm-hmm. We have a couple areas back in there that's in Tilton, but that kind of sums up where Tilton's at. So how far south? You know, if you're on Route 1 going, when when does the village of Tilton end? Is it right there in the Ross Line area? Arlington Drive. Okay, so a little bit farther than that. We go a couple places beyond that, but basically we just use Arlington Drive as a visual. Mm-hmm. Good information. So what else can you tell me about the village of Tilton? What else can I tell you about? Well, it's a great place to live. We're pretty secure. Uh, we have we have a wonderful staff here that do anything to help anybody that needs something. We're pushing forward with our developments because the more sales tax we gain, the more amenities we can give to the people. That's where a lot of the bands that we play in the summertime come in at. It's because of what we're doing as far as the local government to help create a a great living area for people. Mm -hmm. Things we miss the most is places like General Motors, that big industry. Most of the people lived here, they could walk to work. You know, we're kind of missing some of that, but it's not a, it, it's, I don't want to call it a major loss. It's just been a more of a hindrance and we're, we'll just keep pushing forward on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you brought that up. What, what about that whole area? What is going on there? That area is held by a developer and the land agent used to work for General Motors. So unless somebody contacts them directly, they really don't inform us of what they have going on. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a I'm gonna call it like a dead zone until Got they it. bring until they bring something to us. I mean, 
if we are contacted by somebody that needs a lot of acreage for some kind of manufacturing, we let them know. But then after that, it's kind of out of our hands. Okay. Well, I was curious about that. And, you know, um, you know, that was one of the things that that kind of got to be an old record, you know, people complaining about the industry that's no longer here. And, you know, those were our heydays. But you know what? The heydays can still come. Great things are happening. I mean, look at the growth. Just thinking of Tilton itself. Look at all the growth that you all have had. Well, so, thing you, of it, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. The thing of it is, is one, one of the things I'm most proud of uh, with Tilton is our history. Our history has proven that. We'll take the General Motors site, see how you brought that up. At one time, it had a hemp plant there. It had more motor car company there. It had the in-urban car company there that built train cars. One of the train cars they built was for President McKinley. So that area's progressed, even though something failed or something left, or like in-urban, something went extinct. It just, we keep progressing so we don't have a loss. It's just we have a setback. So a lot of times we just have to wait a little bit and then move forward with something else that wants to come in. Yep, and I love that. And, again, it's evident with all the growth that you're seeing. So let's get to know you a little bit a little bit more. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions like, what are your hobbies? I like to read. I like to read history, uh Mostly history books. I don't. I really don't do fiction. Don't. I don't care for fiction. I believe a lot of problems. If you read history, a lot of the problems that we face now as a community and everything has happened once. So, a lot of times you can learn how to resolve the problem before you get too far, too deep in a situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like reading. I like uh, here recently. The last couple of years, I've been reading a lot of uh, philosophy. Uh, I like Socrates. Uh, I've been reading Xenophon, uh, Plato. And the only reason I did that is because if you go back in history, the founding fathers, a lot of them read these philosophers' material. So that kind of gives you an insight into what was going on in their minds to create our country and where it was heading. But it also gives you the insight on what happened to Rome. Why mm-hmm. did it collapse? What was the mistakes that was made back then that we need to try to veer away from now? So that's why I read history. Okay, I love that. So um, what about if your constituents are listening, which we have many people listening from the Tilton area, do you have a Christmas message or an end-of-the-year message for them? Oh, yeah. One is hope, but may everyone have a joyous and merry Christmas, and may the new year bring you all your dreams. Love it. Okay, Billy. Well, I uh, thank you for taking the time to be with us today. I appreciate what you do. I know how difficult it can be sometimes, but it's also rewarding. And, you know, you keep if you're keeping your eye on the prize, you'll go far. And Tilton is definitely, you know, you guys are becoming a just a bright and shining. Not that you haven't always been that, but congratulations to all of you for your hard work. Um, we are continuing. We're trying to help uh, uh, Project Success with their uh, Christmas wish list. So we got a couple of those we want to mention. This is the last week we can talk about it. So they do have a 14-year-old boy who is looking for superhero toy or games, size 11 shoes. We have child 189. That's a five-year-old boy. He's looking for clothing. 
He's also looking, oh, he's the one looking for the superhero toy or game. My eyes fooled me. The 14-year-old's looking for an Xbox gift card or a body set. And then we also have a 10-year-old boy who's looking for size 8 shoes, a winter hat, and he would like a Nerf gun or an outdoor game. And then finally, we do have a 10-year-old girl. She's wishing for size small clothing, size 8 shoes, and she would like a gym mat or a Squishmallow. So this Thursday is the last day that we can help them out. So try to remember them as you're out shopping and about and talking to your family about different things. Um, Billy, thank you again for being with us. We appreciate the Village of Tilton and audience will be back in the morning with another show. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.